Here's your St. Louis Live News update. The Cardinals open their series against the Dodgers in L.A. tonight as Lance Lynn takes on Dodgers ace Clayton Kershaw. Coverage can be found on ESPN at 9:10 Central Time. There's a new friend at the St. Louis Zoo. A critically endangered black rhinoceros gave birth to a baby calf. The calf's name is Moyo, which means heart in Swahili. It is the second baby for mother Katie Rain and father Ajabu. Numerous outlets are reporting that NBC has decided to literally re-air their 1995-1996 Thursday night primetime lineup starting in the fall featuring Friends, Seinfeld, and ER. With the news of ABC rebooting American Idol and Roseanne, the CEO of NBC Universal, Stephen Burke, said, Nobody is trying. Why should we? He continued, Listen, people don't care about our new stuff. You know how many people just turn on Netflix, hit play, and let 12 episodes of The Office play in the background while they check Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? We think this is the best thing for our business at this time. For all your St. Louis Live updates, follow at Live St. Louis on Twitter. Now back to St. Louis Live with Travis Terrell, Chris Denman, and Michael Gaines. Morning, St. Louis. You are now tuned in to St. Louis Live. We should start playing a game. Who picked the music? Could we be more? Be could we be more opposite today? We we did. Who'd you go? go who'd you go with today, Travis? We get, so here's what we do. We pick. Uh, we pick two. We are that into our music selections. We have to. We had to stop fighting at each other, pulling knives on each other <laughs> as we came in. Gaines said, "Sit down, you two. I'm here to settle this." So, like children, we each pick two songs every morning. Travis, who'd you go with this morning? Today, I went with the amazing Isley Brothers for the love of you and this current ditty that you hear is "Blackstreet." Don't leave me. <laughs> As compared to me picking the Pixies. Yeah. Here comes your man. It's a good song. And Gaslight Anthems. Great expectations. We're just from different sides of the track, Chris. Skip it a bop, do wop. <laughs> One listens to this kind of music, and the other listens to this kind of music. We got people texting in. 314-880-0808 is how you get a hold of us here at St. Louis Live. The great Carlos Danger. Hey, has a question. Carlos Danger. Hey, LeBron. I believe he's speaking to Mr. Gaines, although I prefer Michael Phelps Gaines. No, don't do that. Um, hey, LeBron. Was your news update about NBC a spoof? Would a network exec really say that out loud? <laughs> I just report what numerous outlets are. Oh, what, uh, what numerous outlets? This sounds like a sports answer. Numerous. Numerous. Oh, well, I'll just back <laughs> off then since you said numerous. He said it twice, so clearly he made his point, Chris. Uh, if you missed it, we'll have the second hour up shortly for podcasts. You can find that on the We Are Live feed at St. Louis Live. Uh, we've got the first two hours under our belt. If you missed it, again, go check that out. And uh, available at weareliveradio.com and uh, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, and obviously iTunes. We hit Travis's new obsession, uh -huh. uh, the Porterhouse and Mizzou yeah. in the first hour. Good Chappelle talk and uh, in living color discussion, which led to our morning melee, which is now up at the live St. Louis Twitter account. 
for the poll. And we've got our fair foul discussion. Mizzou fans uh, overreacting about the good basketball news prize, Memphis Grizzlies prize pack. Giving fair foul to the people. Today, I love fair Man, people have been bringing so much heat. We've been able to give some good prizes Wait, wait, away. wait. Did you just say you love fair foul? With listener submissions, oh. where we take away the creative control from you. Chris Newman enjoys a segment that's an award winning. We could also call it hot or not, and it wouldn't necessarily mean the same thing. Relax there. Uh, so we'll have that. And then uh, we could actually get into Gaines's fair or foul now. I talked about the Cardinals MBT, last hour. Chris. Fair MBT. or foul. Boo-oh. Hey, got a little show here. St. Louis Live. Wake up. Uh, <laughs> beep, boop, boop, boop. Gaines, what's your MVT today? So this uh, this story came across the interwebs yesterday that fans at the Las Vegas Raiders' new home stadium you could actually the St. Louis Raiders of Oakland, Vegas, but continue. Of Clayton, thank you. I appreciate in Chicago, you throw that in there, please. Um, would be able to live wager on the game from inside the stadium because right. it's legal to gamble in the state of Nevada, and there are many mobile apps that allowed you to do that in the state of Nevada. And, I mean, I think that's all fine and Danny. I also think the NFL is going to have a vote where they just, like, restrict the Wi-Fi access inside the stadium because that just seems like a very NFL thing to do. Right. But more of my MVT is that I don't know why sports leagues continue to shy away from sports gambling. You do know why. You just don't, I don't agree know. with it. No, I, I, I literally I don't know why. There's a guy by the name why. of Pete Rose that probably has something to do with what. Well, he could, they could still gamble. Like, I don't I – don't, there, there's – Numerous ways to gamble. Sure. But so I, I don't think, know why. But I think that is a reason why a lot of these leagues are hesitant. It isn't necessarily because they don't see necessarily the upside. But when you have a guy like Pete Rose, who during his scandal, many would consider put a major stain on us. During his scandal where gambling was illegal, where he played. So what, I don't, I don't, under, I don't I understand why. There's a stigma that comes along with it. Whether or not it was legal or illegal at the time isn't necessarily the question. It's the stigma that comes along with it. You can hear folks when they watch these NBA playoff games, as we saw, and jokingly or not, suggest that LeBron James is point shaving. Or, you know, there are too many people who have, you got the Donaghy situation where a referee had ties to uh, major games. That was was insane. That story... I know it did blow up, and I know he even did a press tour. Yeah, sure. All this stuff. And I know it was crazy. We still talk about the Black Sox today. So there's a stigma that or comes so, along with that reasons, because so that's why it does exist. There's a reason why it, that's the reason why. But it, why. is the Black Sox scandal because it's baseball and it's our grand old sure, sport? Absolutely. I mean, what is it? Why is it this? Don- that's insane. Yeah. Insane yeah. that that happened. And all today's- these examples happened when gambling was illegal in right. many states sure. besides Nevada. Sure. So but again, I, I go back to the. I don't understand. It's literally leagues. There, there is like ninety-five percent of the money in the U.S. is uh, in sports gambling is gambled illegally. Right. You would think that would make it way easier for people to get away with if they wanted to fix games. Sure. Correct. So that's why I do not understand sports league stances on gambling. We've seen, in my opinion, the best commissioner in sports come out. And say, yeah, I know that sports gambling makes my uh, makes my sport more popular in Adam Silver. So I don't understand why leagues, especially when this could be another caveat to get more people in seats in a stadium, if they had literally windows at the door like they do at a horse track, 
and yeah. people could gamble. While quick the update, going on. real quick, breaking from uh, St. Louis Post Dispatch: Curators pick SUNY Provost as new Mizzou Chancellor. That's S U N Y from the uh, State University of New York system. Mizzou now has a new Chancellor, Alexander Cartwright, the Provost and Executive Vice Chancellor at the State University of New York has been hired as Mizzou's next chancellor. Thought we'd get that in there with uh, many Mizzou listeners checking it out. Good luck, sir. I hope you take Mizzou in the right direction. That would be nice. But to Gaines. Gaines, back to your point. Sorry. Go ahead. No, to Gaines' point, so then my question becomes. Bet you wish you had that breaking news for your update, Gaines. <laughs> and I, people are like, wait, is, he, is this real? <laughs> I, I, but my question then becomes, I think this is similar to maybe the uh, recreational marijuana debate on the state level. Is it a sense where these leagues just are trying to find where they can get their cut, where they can get their hand into the pot? Yes. Isn't that ultimately yes. the essentially what it comes down to, where the NFL is just trying to find a very cute and uh, indiscriminate way of being able to get a percentage of what is being potentially gambled at these stadiums? Isn't that ultimately what it comes down to? Because you're right. Well, they, I would, think, they would. Like, if – I mean, like, places like horse tracks make money off of gambling. I think so. that's essentially then that's where we're at. I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a principled stance. I, well, I, I think it I, is. I think they, they like to uh, they like to give off the vibe the football is family fight. It's the same thing sure, with the weed. Sure. It's, it's they, they don't care. They literally don't care if their players use, use weed, but True. they want to present that image. And, and their fans, for the, like, this is where I think a lot of people are off on – when they're like, why would the NFL not let people celebrate in the end zone? They know who their real fan base is, and I think they know exactly who that real fan base or what they like to see on the field. The Dorothys of the world that hate facial hair. Correct, and they know who the people are still paying for cable and and of that nature. So I I think that's where people get a little off. To that credit, the NFL has loosened their most uh, the the celebration, the touchdown celebrations. They have decided that they're not going to. Uh, I get it. That, and Gaines has a great point on the marketing aspect that says NFL fans don't want to see it. Sure. What an arcane, weird thing. Uh, let them do what they want. The, no, and the I same think you're people right. that are screaming to say, hey, let the free market take over. It's like, well, you have a lot of black players who enjoy dancing and celebrating maybe differently than some of the ways that uh, a lot of people come up. They're still putting their, uh, their concussion possibilities out there I, I don't know i say stop them if you don't want them well, to celebrate i think, like, I think to gain point he's right i think the people who still spend the thousands of dollars on the psls the thousands of dollars on the tickets and of course the the television packages are you know older uh skew more white and more conservative and therefore aren't big fans of the booty popping celebration that Antonio brown did last year in the end zone like they, so put him on his ass. True, that's for the players, but as far as the fans, right. the consumers of the sport, and again, what Gaines was illustrating is that the people who still are happy to pay the cable and television packages, not the cord cutters, but people who are like, nope, I'm going to still buy the direct TV packages, they still prefer the game with you scoring a touchdown and handing it to the referee, and until that consumer changes, till it becomes Gaines and I who goes out and spends the thousands of dollars on these tickets and 
these television packages or whatever they decide to distribute the NFL games through, then they're going to continue to go this route. Now, when it becomes you and I or everyone in the studio or people who listen to our show who don't give a damn about celebrations and we're the top consumers of the sport, then yeah, I think you're right. I think the NFL will naturally be like, yeah, shoot, go and get pyro for all I care. But until then, until it's till that shift changes, I think you're right in that Games, regard. From the text line, totally agree. People aren't rocking Irish war cry blazers yet. Churchill down yet Churchill Downs is packed and everyone is watching. Yeah. Gambling adds excitement to any sport except soccer. Nothing will make that exciting. <laughs> and I think From you know, AE. and considering that the NFL is doing whatever they can to get folks back into stadiums, I think that would be a smart move. I think again, they're trying to find a way to enhance the fan experience, and they've struggled because, as we all remember, at the Dome, even when the Rams stunk, it wasn't the world's greatest fan experience. And you can't just speak for organizations like the Rams that suck. There are people who uh, go to other stadiums for other football teams around the country that just don't want to spend that money for the drive, don't want to spend that money for the parking and the tickets and the concessions and the alcohol and the belligerent fan. they rather just sit in their comfort of their own living room and watch the sport from home. And if this is a way to get folks out off their couch and potentially back into stadiums, I think it would be a wise move for the NFL. I still think, as you just said, the image, the stigma that may come along with gambling is something they're going to have to overcome. But if it makes sense for the NFL's bottom line and they can get a percentage of whatever that pot is for you gambling inside of that stadium for that day, they would be game for it. So I, I think it was the natural move considering that when – Vegas was the next destination for the Raiders. This conversation was going to ultimately happen. Well, I'm, you can't set up shop in a city built on people losing their house payments right. and not acknowledge the most obvious thing. I mean, no, that we may be stupid as consumers, but they're not that stupid. True. No. You can't have a team. Listen, I get it, and I'm fine with some regulation on it. You don't necessarily want your population out. Losing all their money all the time, making it available. You can do it on blackjack. But people, you can do (laughs) it on booze. You can do it on McDonald's. You can go broke buying stuff on Amazon. Uh, It it is strange what we limit and what we do not based on some kind of a weird moral stance or high ground. But the same people that scream against this would, you know, do plenty of illicit activities. And I I think, again, at this point, I don't know how many more people are screaming. I think the NFL is very very conscientious of their image and gangs make a very great point that as long as they can make it fall somehow some way into the footballist family mode then they're going to move forward with it and ultimately if the owners can figure out a way to again indiscriminately put additional money into their pocket they're going to do it so this was the natural evolution of football arriving in vegas now I still think they have some other issues. I'm cu- I'm very curious to see how when Oakland ends up in Vegas, how road teams handle that process, considering how very easy to get um <clears throat> uh, distracted when you are in Las Vegas. So I would imagine I can see a team like New England literally flying into Reno. And then, like day of, take like another they, charter like to they Vegas. They come up with a uh, <laughs> like a desert compound yes. where they have to stay, where they're not allowed. See, I think we're gonna get more hockey stories than NFL oh, stories about that. Oh, the oh, hockey yeah. fellas can uh, scoot around, <laughs> and they aren't detected very easily. Well, and oh, the uh, the uh, 
games will mean less. They're less significant. Oh, I could throw away a game and yes. like that, where one of sixteen, you kind of there's going to be more of the roster that cares about it and probably watching out for some of the younger players. Maybe. That's uh, that's something I didn't really think about. That's a very good point, Gaines. That would, um, man, Oof. I'm curious to see how the NHL handles that as well. Well, it's going to be it's like uh, if you bet on Sunday games in the NBA in Miami or in LA. You want to take the unders, and you usually want to take the home team. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, and it's, again, I, I, I'm, I will say this about the NFL. You made this point last week. They're having a fairly decent offseason yeah, as far as public relation news. And that's not saying a ton, considering the NFL often just steps on their own feet when it comes to a lot of these stories. But... The NFL, like I said, they're they're easing off the touchdown celebration penalties. They're coming around to gambling. There's been conversations, at least with the owners, about shifting on the marijuana policy. How drastic they will do on that still is yet to be seen. But it it's I won't say I will say this: the NFL hasn't been totally tone deaf this offseason, which well, is, I wonder, says a lot for the NFL. I mean, you got to think that they are looking at the NBA. I mean, the NBA playoffs have been awful yeah terrible ratings are up eight percent yeah they're doing something right they are they and, really and are. they have a commissioner who's very progressive and and i'm not saying that in a political standpoint no, you're right in his views yeah. on how uh to treat players on how gambling affects his sport on how daily fantasy affects his sport he's he's very progressive in his views about moving his league forward i think and i'm glad you brought up that point because that's going to be a nice segue to a quick uh of course, uh, we'll talk you're the king of the segue. Well, Trav. that's what I do. I'm just as good as anyone, Chris. But no, I think he had. I think Silver had his moment uh, after the Donald Sterling situation. I think he really showed himself to be uh, a leader of men when he put himself out there, and he didn't wait. He didn't sit on his hands and waited for a boycott or waited for the players or the the sponsors. He put himself out there, and I think you're right in that sense. He has truly catapulted the NBA right back into the spotlight. Speaking of which, we uh, have a little audio because last night the Golden State Warriors finished off the San Antonio Spurs in a sweep and a little bit of Kevin Durant getting why, set. And Why do you hate pick and rolls? I don't care for them. I like when <clears throat> kids shoot 37-foot jump shots from half court. Uh, this is Kevin Durant about them having a bit of a subdued celebration as they get set for the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's a little different, definitely. I can't. I mean, I can't lie. Um, I went when I was 23 years old, and it felt like, you know, the Western Conference Finals was almost like the championship. You know, just getting to that point, you know how hard it is and how much work you put in to start the season. So it's definitely it's a little different now, obviously. You know, we have a, a bigger goal in mind. Um, but, you know, you got to enjoy everything, man. You know, this is – when we look at it, this is uh, just a blip on the radar in, in terms of our whole life. So – you know, every moment is definitely important, and you want to embrace it and enjoy it. Uh, but we're, you know, a lot of guys are more seasoned now, and know what it takes to get here, and know what it takes to, um, you know, try to finish this thing off. So, you know, we're excited, but you know, we, we're not satisfied. The Spurs work, excuse me, the, the Warriors are very businesslike, and a very it was very weird to. They were happy after winning uh, Game Four, and of course heading to the third consecutive NBA Finals. Um, but this team wasn't built 
to just win the Western Conference Finals. And Kevin Durant was making that very clear. Yay, this is great. Uh, it, back in the day, it used to be very difficult, mainly because um, I would have to go through teams like a very good San Antonio team, teams like uh, the very good Golden State team, and now he's a part of the Warriors. And lose to LeBron in the finals. That's generally what happens. But you can tell that was on their mind. They know what waits for them eventually when LeBron decides to just not want to take quarters off <laughs> to beat a team that's clearly inferior. Uh, when the Cavaliers eventually get rid of the Celtics, they know that LeBron and that crew will be waiting for a third consecutive year, and that's what we all want. That's what we're all looking forward to. And that's why Kevin Durant decided to make the quote-unquote controversial move, Chris. Coward. In the offseason <laughs> uh, to go. Well, this paid off. This completely rewarded him. For absolutely. And it, like, coward. And sorry, any of you idiots would do it too. Oh, and, and coward. Games, absolutely. You're joining the points morning show tomorrow. <laughs> I would have joined the Spurs. I would have joined the Spurs. I think it, you would join the Dave Glover show <laughs> over us any day of the week. Coward. I, I think that was a great – I mean, this is why Kevin Durant came to Golden State for, and this is the reason – Kevin Durant understands. I don't don't think it was an easy way route. I know Gaines wants to be the contrarian that he always is, but everyone talks about. I think this is actually a majority opinion. Mm -hmm. I think, no, I think when it comes down to it, you sit up here and you yell at players about, you know, putting the team first and going out and winning the championship. And Kevin Durant says, oh, okay, I'll go do that. And then we chastise him for wanting to win the ultimate prize in their sport. Kevin Durant made a business decision. He said, what gives me the best freaking opportunity to get to the NBA Finals and win? Kevin Durant said, I'm going to go to Golden State. It was within his free agent rights to do that. He was within his career. He had given what he was wanting to give to Oklahoma City. And he said, I, I'm not winning here. And he decided to go to Golden three State. 3-1 to one in the Western Conference yeah. Finals. On How'd that work State. out for him? Coward. How'd that work out for him? Coward. That's messed up. The guy wants to go out and win, and he's decided to be a part of a team. Crazy, right? That. These guys who have been just killed over the years for being selfish. Of any sport, what sport is often considered to be selfish? NBA. So a guy puts his team first, and we still kill him for it. I think that's silly. And the guy's got He's, an opportunity I mean, this to is go. the first time we've ever seen an athlete, I think, do that, though. No, I think we saw a guy do something similar a few years back when he decided to abandon his home state and go South Beach and hang out with his friends and win. That's, LeBron made a business decision to go to Cleveland to Miami. But it would have been like him going to the Celtics. Uh, you say that in the sense because the Celtics were the team that defeated him, that kicked him out Correct. of the Eastern Conference Final. LeBron looked at it as, who gives me the best opportunity to win the NBA Finals? You don't think LeBron wins if he goes to the Celtics? I think LeBron felt he had a better chance of winning in Miami. I think LeBron felt that considering I mean, what— it still took seven games to beat the true. Celtics. It, it did indeed, but LeBron has two championship rings in Miami to show for. So I think Deron, uh, LeBron's move was the right move. If you're, if the, at the end of the day, if it's to win championships, why are we begrudging athletes for winning championships? It's weird because I'm Team Travis on this, but then you bring that up. The people I grew up watching, right? I want to say they wouldn't have done that. Well, Clyde Drexler and uh, Kim Charles Barkley—they all did it. They tried unsuccessfully. Drexler join the Bulls. It didn't matter. Well, they decided Drexler what got gives a the... title in Houston whenever he couldn't win in the Western Conference with Portland. But, but we it, can't. Yeah, but that, because that was... because Michael didn't play the two years. Correct. But it's a, yeah, it it feels bad. But at the same time, I I, I don't. I'm not going to begrudge him. I think you. I think especially when we judge athletes on championships. That's what we do every time we have the conversation about Kobe and Jordan. What do we ended up finishing our argument with? Who got more rings? Who got the rings, though? Who got the championships? 
So if we're going to judge these athletes based on that and they go pursue championships, how can we then turn around and say, well, he's a punk because you decided to go play with a team that's better. You still had to play the 82 games. You still had to go through the postseason. You still had to learn to play with each other. You still had to learn to – there was only one basketball on the court, so you still had to understand, I'm compromising here. Steph Curry compromised this year. Kevin Durant compromised this year. Klay Thompson compromised this year. These guys said, I'm willing to give up shots and points and maybe a few zeros at the end of my check when I become a free agent just so I can win a championship. And then for us to turn around in the media to say, oh, you guys are punks and cowards and that's weak, that's kind of hypocritical of us. That says more so. about us as media members. I think it's we just, want it one you, way, but we you want another. Yourself a media I member. wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think it's just evaluating the situation that happened. I, I think if you, I think. I mean, I, I saw somebody put it the perfect way. Okay. Golden State, they don't need Kevin Durant. True. They just needed him off the Thunder. True. But in the business of it all, so they have got, to leverage so in that played. regard. I don't think he got played. I think Kevin Durant had a need. I guess. And so did the I Warriors. Mean, and so they fulfilled each other's need. I did. I do not need uh, Kevin Durant on the Thunder. And Kevin Durant's like, I need to win a championship. So it was okay. You come join us, and let's go get you that championship and keep you off the Thunder. I think it worked out. That's just the nature of the business. Now, what also worked out last night, game, were the team from your oh, well, second city. Well, I have another comment. Oh, on okay, that. please go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. Joe Lacob, he's the majority owner of the Golden State Warriors. Yes generally hated around the basketball community because he thinks because Steph Curry had ankle problems and they drafted Draymond Green in the second round that they're the smartest team in the world. Sure. Light, he, this famous quote last year was, light years ahead of everybody else in the NBA. Well, Silicon Valley type. Before the, the finals the, where he lost. His quote last night, we were the better team, but they did win, talking about last year. But We need a chance to go in there and prove that. Joe. You literally signed Kevin Durant, who was the MVP before Steph Curry. True. This is not a rematch of last year's finals. No, it is not. So please do not pretend like it is because you you literally got probably the second or third best player in the NBA to join your team True. who set the regular season record for wins. True. So please, please do not act like this is this blood rematch like it was last year for the Cavaliers when they beat you. I think you're exactly right there. And I think, if anything, it's technically more of a testament for what LeBron James can potentially do than it does for the Golden State Warriors. I think a lot of people anticipate or figured that at the beginning of the season, once Kevin Durant became a Golden State Warrior, that the Warriors are going to be the team not only to beat, but probably the team that's going to win the I, NBA yeah. Finals. I mean, so I you, think they're going to win in five games. I think people are excited for this Finals right. and are going to be really disappointed. You think the I Cavs are going to win in five? No, I think the Warriors oh, You think win the Warriors win in five? Yeah. I, I, they're just that much I, better. I, it's because of how good they are at defense. I, they, are, uh, they are the top team at defense. I think, they remind me a lot of myself uh, relax, as a defender. Calm down there, sport. I, I get what Gaines is saying, but I'm actually going to steal a page out of Michael Gaines' book. But LeBron James. And here's the thing. Yes, you're right. The Golden State Warriors are loaded. But the but the the thing at the end of every argument that you will always hear until he walks away from the sport is this. But LeBron James. And something, it's everything about LeBron James that just, you throw the rules out. You throw it out. I'm sorry. He's that damn good. So, 
yeah, I see oh, your that's, argument that's for only, that. That's the only hope they have. But I mean, I mean, LeBron has to be forty point triple double and he, every night to. And I he, think win four games. And he kind of did that last year when they were down three one. He did it when they yeah he did it so, when they were down three one. So I think it's very possible that he can do it again. I think this year Cleveland's bench is a little bit better. You have a healthy Shumpert. You have now a healthy J.R. Smith. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Kevin Love, who's played phenomenal in the Eastern Conference Final. And of course, you got LeBron playing lights out. I don't see it in five. I I think the Warriors will win. But I don't see it. I think that series goes at worst six. At worst six. But with that being said, I completely understand where you're coming from. But you're exactly right. That statement is the ultimate. I live in Silicon Valley, and we are living in 2030, and the rest of you it's need to catch creating up. Your, oh, like, it's creating a different reality, and people can re- literally see right through it. Absolutely. Um, we finally have a team set for the upcoming Stanley Cup Finals, and I'm sorry, Blues fans, uh, but I have to play this audio for you. Um, The NHL Western Conference champions. For the first time in franchise history, the Nashville Predators are headed to the Stanley Cup Final. The Ducks came back from 0-2 down to the last round against Edmonton. They won a game seven. This series was 2-2 after four. And the Predators with a huge win in Anaheim in game five. Win the series on home ice. And now they will await the winner of the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Ottawa Senators. There it is. The Nashville Predators are heading to, this pains me to say, Blues fans, Stanley Cup Finals. Chris, is this a little of the Florida Marlins Cubs? Uh, this is a this is a very good team. That roster uh, isn't going to be turned over after a year. This is going to be a Nashville team that's that's got a couple more. I feel a couple more good years in them to make a run like this. Um, yeah, it pains. It sucks to see the Predators finally make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and not the Blues. But that they look, they they went through three very difficult teams, and I won't say with relative ease, but they they showed how good they can really be taking out the Blackhawks, Blues, and now Ducks. I would not count against them, especially when they're in Nashville, whoever awaits them in the Stanley Cup Finals. It was uh, Trisha, he, Trisha Yearwood <laughs> in attendance last night. They're, they're all coming out of the woodwork for the Nashville Predators. It was, uh, again, I, it kind of pains me to admit this, but it was a really cool atmosphere to see them close it out. Favorite there. Trisha Yearwood song, Gaines. Uh, Go. I don't even know who that is. You do know who it is. Don't hold, don't hold back your whiteness. You can do it. Can I don't do know it. who that is. Come on, figure it out, man. You know a Trisha Year with song. I probably I, know a song. I just don't know who it is. Is it uh, How Can I Breathe Without You, Chris? How can I breathe without you? I want. Is that Trisha Yearwood? What is? Which one is that? Which one is Shania Twain? Does she sing the? Um, what what are the what are the songs she sings? You brought her up, Chris. Uh, the top ten Trisha Yearwood songs. Okay, what do we got? From September 19th, 2016, a website called theboot.com. <laughs> you really went to a site about Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> Ten, Thinking About You from 1995. That's a good track. Nine, Triple X's and Triple O's, An American Girl. Oh, I like that. From 1995. Okay. Like We Never Had a Broken Heart mm. from 91. Emotional. Uh, I Would Have Loved You Anyway. Mm. That's a good song. From, that's the seven one from 2001. I thought you did that with Biggie. 
Yes. Uh, In Another's Eyes from Songbook, a collection of hits from 97. Oh, that's a good book. Number five, Wrong Side of Memphis. I should have added that whenever we were <sighs> at the Memphis Grizzlies live remote to our song. That was from uh, Hearts and Armor in 1992. Four, How Do I Live? That is a Trisha Yearwood song. <laughs> how Do I Live Without You? Oh, baby! You know how you can, like, revoke a man card? Ooh. Can you, like revoke a black card i think it will be temporarily suspended how do i live wound up being the source of some controversy oh you got that on hey Peyton, you got that on standby how do i live uh can you find trisha that on yearwood the, trisha yearwood i'm curious to hear that song peyton usually just listens to it on his own <laughs> he's like oh god they wanted me to go to my ipad yeah, Hold on oh second, sure no. hang on one second uh, the song was initially recorded by Leanne Rimes. I the, remember that because that was in the, the Con Air soundtrack. Con Air. Yep. Boom. <laughs> All right, Travis. But when producers, <laughs> but when producers thought the then 14-year-old was too young, Yearwood re-recorded it for the movie. This single was released on the same day. Wow. Rhymes to pop radio and Yearwood's to country. Both were smash hits. And incredibly, both artists were nominated for Best Female Country Vocal Performance for the same song. Are you serious? Yearwood won? What? This for is the Con dumbest Air? thing. That is the that's most amazing. That's the most countryest music thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Trisha Yearwood, I, I am kind of scared. I'm with Gaines. I will I will hand you my gun and badge. Don't worry about it, Peyton. It's not a big deal. I will hand you my gun and badge. Uh, you're right. I need to go on suspension yeah, for a this week. This is bad. That's you bad. The, the movie. Fact, I knew the movie and the song. And the artist. And the artist. God, what is that all about? Yeah, this is not. Uh, we have to cut that out of the podcast, probably. <laughs> That's kind of scary. I hate that I knew that. So Nashville Preds are heading on. The, the Nashville Preds are, are moving on to uh, the uh, Stanley Cup Finals to take on. Yeah, this, it, uh, it's tough as a Blues fan, but I don't know. And it it does. Hurt. You can't really go with the. Well, we lost to the. We lost to the Nobody Stanley Cup champions. That. Hang on, Trev. I got something for you. Oh God, you're gonna play it for me? What do you got? This is gonna be good. Um, this is gonna be. This is so. This is Trisha. It's a good song. It's a beautiful song. I do remember this song. Cause this is when uh, Nicholas Cage is uh, coming off the airplane, and he's just killed John Malkovich. Uh, John Malkovich was smashed to death, and. The plane has landed in Vegas, and now where's Nicola, Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi is actually off in the pasture. He is he has escaped. He was considered a serial killer, but he escapes to a happy ending. And then I think Molly Potter was the actress that was the wife to Nicolas Cage. Can you look up Nicolas Cage character name? It was like Troy. I feel like Caster Troy. There you go. Was that it? Really? And then, yeah, so then they're meeting for the first, and he's meeting his baby girl for the first time as well because he went to it was jail. It's a great documentary. He was very good. Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. Sports Castro. You know who also was in that? It was very good. John Cusack is in uh, Con Air as yeah. well. U.S. Marshal Vince Larkin. Yes. So you oh, had, yes. Castro Troy was his character uh, in, face, in off. face Off. There we go. I, I, you can't get too <laughs> mad at me for that. No, no, you're very close. Right. And so, yeah, so and then Monty Potter shows like, up with the new, bo- new kid. All right. Well, and the kid has the, and he games. has a bunny Stop rabbit. Wait, bunny rabbit. Monty Potter? Is it Molly then, Potter? No, Monica Potter. Monica Potter, okay. But the actress name was Trisha Poe. That's weird because Cameron Poe, but the actress. Bishop Poe. Uh-huh. And it was an adorable film. It was very riveting. Uh, and it was uh, a strong critique of our current prison system here in America. 
I did not realize they transported criminals that way up right. until I saw Connor. Originally it aired on uh, the A&E True Crimes mm, series. Mm, Ving Rhames was in that. Ving Rhames was him. inside of that movie. Also, uh, uh, Michelet Williamson, who, of course, played Bubba in Forrest Gump. Uh, you're leaving out a key actor. Someone, who else was in that? So the great had... Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Of course, Dave Chappelle. Thrown from the plane in Con Air. Of course. Oh, man, how did I forget about that? There's someone else in that movie. Is Danny Trejo in that? I think Danny Trejo Probably. was in Con Air. That was a great cast. John Malkovich is so good. He should get all the awards. How John Malkovich hasn't ended up in a Marvel or a DC movie is beyond me. That's criminal. Uh, hey, Dave Chappelle played Joe Parker. Good for you, Dave Chappelle. That was, you know, that wasn't a black name, so he took and a white guy's very role. True. Frozen very true. and tossed out of the play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of DC, a little bit of very sad news. Um, uh, Zack Snyder, uh, the director, of course, uh, of 300 and uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, he was set to direct, or it was in the middle of filming, actually, for Justice League. Unfortunately, um, his, uh, his his daughter passed away, unfortunately, uh, to suicide, uh, and he's kept it private. Uh, but because of the tragedy, uh, he will be walking away from the film. He will no longer be directing Justice League. He'll be attending to this family matter. And uh, DC immediately moved forward uh, and announced in breaking news fashion yesterday that Josh Wheaton, Joss Whedon, of course, of the Avengers, uh, Firefly fame, will now set uh, to take on the director's chair. So a Marvel director is uh, crossing lines uh, to take on the major tentpole film for DC and direct Justice League. So um, so very sad news, of course, in regards to the Snyder family, but uh, now Joss Whedon will have the opportunity uh, to direct another major major film so uh, a huge developing news in hollywood yesterday afternoon as well uh, yeah, i can't imagine that that's uh that's terrible that's a terrible news for jack zach snyder just very difficult situation uh and so our thoughts again are with the snyder family uh when it comes to the morning melee where are we so far on the results chris well we've got your final results for the day we'll go ahead and announce that travis our question the poll question in the morning melee today are you ready for it i am ready chris the question from the St. Louis Live Twitter account, which is at Live St. Louis, all spelled out. More iconic comedy TV show. Okay, and what were our choices? Chappelle's show, okay. comma, B. In Living Color, comma, homie. Final results. What are the final results? Gaines, have you seen it? I've not. What's your guess? Uh, in Living Color. I am Travis, going, your guess. I'm going to actually, I think, uh, now that people are getting out of bed, I'm thinking Chappelle ended up <laughs> overtaking in Living Color. Travis, you are correct, sir. Wow. What are we percentages? 55% to 45% Chappelle show taking it. I'm interested to see as the employed, older generation <laughs> checks Twitter uh, how that ends up. So that is your final for the hashtag Morning Melee. And you can find that every day because we're going to be good boys and, and announce it every day. On this show at Live St. Louis. Travis will get to Fair Foul in about 10 minutes or so. So keep him, you got a little bit of time to get him in. The, uh, the topic for today's people, Fair Foul, Mizzou fans, are they overreacting to the positive basketball news, my friends? Chris, we, good friend of the show, Grizzlies Prize Pack. 
uh, a good friend of the show, brother of the show, Colin Jost. Right? He's come on our show before. Very nice guy. He's performed at Helium with some of our good good friends here in St. Louis. Of course, he does the uh, Weekend Update on SNL uh, and was at one point one of the head writers at SNL. Uh, there's again, some news. again, can't stress enough how closely related to St. Louis Live and We Are Live Colin Jost is. Easily. You can probably find that uh, if you go to our uh, We Are Live podcast feed. Go back and listen to it. Probably the best interview that's ever been conducted with Colin Jost prior to him performing at a charity event in St. Louis with Tim Convey and Bobby Jaycox on the bill. I, I'm not taking shots. I'm just saying. One thing I, I've always said is when a comedians, uh, girls love to laugh. And comedians, they can certainly pull it in. Well, Gaines, uh, old Colin Jost may have pulled in one hell of a big fish. Yeah, uh, it was numerous sources. Uh-oh. All these numerous sources. Yeah. yeah, all his buddies. He's like, hey, <laughs> text <laughs> people. No. Uh, according to page six, uh, him and uh, Scarlett Johansson Ooh! were getting a little uh, close at the SNL after party this past weekend. Made out twice at the bar. Oh, my. And, at the bar? And, yeah, at the bar and canoodled. <laughs> Is that code? That was in the story. Is that code? Damn! You yeah. oh, look, Scarjo Scar going through a divorce. Trav, currently. She is. Trav, she is. You're over here uh, telling me I'm, I'm hating on the short man all the time. <laughs> you do. This guy's maybe five foot six. Yeah, and maybe. He's pulling in. I look, hey, look, man. Y'all can talk about. Oh man, SNL's not what it used to be. I would never want to be on SNL. Like doing fine. Yeah, I think you. Uh, it, it pays to be a funny guy in front of a camera. That everybody knows. Colin Jones, that is, you. Like, I don't care what he does for the rest of his career. You frame that, and you carry that story for as long as they don't even have to date from here on out. You're Colin Jones. He is, she has done him such a favor in that. Well, now he can date. If he couldn't before, he can now date the elite of the elite. There it because is. Because with females of her level or whatever level, yeah. if they see someone they perceive to be a point higher than them or even on their level, you are now in the club. Dude, so that means technically we are live made out with Scarlett Johansson. It's true. I I mean, I think that's the most logical. Like, isn't that crazy? We were, we were that close to Scarlett Johansson's body. I could probably dig up his cell phone number. Oh. We should probably t- call him and talk to him about it. You think he'll send us like, hey, man, send us some pics. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. He'll send us a link. That, says, let me Google that for you. Man, you ugh, that's awesome. I, I I think Colin Jones doesn't have to do anything else for the rest of his life. I think he's done it. That's it. You were the head writer, the youngest head writer in the history of SNL. You did a weekend update, and you made out in public at a bar with Scarlett Johansson. That's elite canoodling. That's awesome. You imagine, and then it got into page six. So not only was it, it's not just a rumor, it's not something oh, yeah. that was on Twitter. It was in a freaking newspaper. It was, it's in the newspaper. You making out with Scarlett Johansson. The Twitter of newspapers, but yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> but still, you were the on page Twitter six. It's very, it's just very. running with rumors. <laughs> that is awesome. It's in the paper. Like you can literally frame it. You can you probably, frame it. Would you frame it? Hell yeah! I'll frame it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you show I'm, it to every girl that comes in and be like, "Here's what your work. You got to go up again." How yeah, do you here's... not so like create that into a T-shirt or turn it into like a, a just sew it to your button up? 
wherever you go, no matter when you go out. Is that your paid six clip of you making out with Colin Jost? Yeah, that happened. Oh, Colin Jost, you figured it out. Man. Who's your ultimate uh, canoodle news? Ooh. All, uh, all, uh, Travis, I know this is going to be tough for you to figure out. Man. Imagine you weren't talking to anyone and that no one was interested in you at the time. I know it's a crazy, it's crazy thing. To stretch, say. So stretch. you're single, completely single. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with to be canoodling with at the bar on SNL uh, for the after party? Oh, man, there are quite a few, uh, but I don't think there's anyone that will give me more cachet in the game than publicly making out with Rihanna. I don't think you can beat that. So you're that gonna right go now. Michelle Obama there. Well, but. she's married, and I feel like there'll be more blowback on me with me making out <laughs> to Michelle Obama. But I'm more like pressed though. I feel like well, I'm not a rapper or a celebrity or a basketball player, so hey, me making Rihanna out Rihanna. Kinda, I mean, like the center, the guy Andrew Bynum was kind of there. Like, do you? That's Rihanna though. But those are athletes. That makes she sense. She hasn't lost a little shine. If she's making out with me though, that well, means I don't think she's lost any shine. No, no, she ain't lost no shine, my friend. And that's why, like, as far as what will do for me, as far as other women looking at me, like, oh, man, he got he's a guy who doesn't have a jump shot, can't rap, doesn't sing worth a damn. What's going on? Doesn't here? have a hairline. And he got Rihanna. Oh, boy, what is he working at? I think she does more for me. Gaines, can we have a else. more? Talk? Can we talk about this? We have a, a young man who it's very socially acceptable for African-American men to have the shaved head. Right. They, uh, they actually made it a thing. It wasn't a thing. Michael Jordan kind of ushered that in. Can we make a rule? Travis is no longer allowed to gripe about something that is a uh, a plus in the looks department. Mm. He's got a nice dome. Mm. There's no he uh, the hat a lot. He does. I'm okay, and he's got a, a an exquisite beard. What do you mm-hmm. think? Tra- no, not exquisite. Average beard. I, Average. I, wow. I, I well, you, you will stop it there. You will shut your mouth. This like is- Gaines, and even. Even though he's the fattest he's ever been right now. Wow. He's still, you son he's of a- still very acceptable looking. And if I had to shave my head right now, I would resemble <laughs> something off a billiard table. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Can we, can we make I a rule game? once. Like down to the skin skin? Mm-hmm. For what, football? Did you really? Uh, freshman year of high school. Did you like put, you were the S in slew? No. Hey, look at me. Paint my head with a giant blue ass. Did you ever do the chest painting thing, guys? No. Well, there's running of the, me there's running of the bills at SLU. Of running of the what? Course. Running of the bills. Get it? Because, like, running of the bulls, but it's running of the bills. Get it? Everybody paints themselves blue and runs into the stadium. Uh, before we head to Fairfile, I, I would like to uh, just confirm that Ford is confirming that they are considering bringing back the Ranger and the Bronco in the same year in which O.J. Simpson is planned to be released. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, I'm, it's, mar- it's marketing. Man, poor. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to him getting out and him coming on St. Louis Live. Because he's no. going to say yes. No. Adam he's Lewis going Gaines. to say yes. Adam to the list, Gaines. He's going to say yes. He's going, and that's going to be great for everyone. People in our industry are going to love this because he's going to come out with a book. And he's going to make the rounds, and he's going to come on St. Louis Radio, and it's important that St. Louis Live jump in now. So we're going to actually this summer send Michael Gaines to Las Vegas, <laughs> the prison facility in which O.J. Simpson I'm, I'm currently I'm a trip to Las Vegas. I, all the all the areas. See, we're going to send Gaines. He's going to work a rapport with O.J., and we're going to be able to be the first, at least the first station in town, to get O.J. Simpson on our show. In fact, if we can help it, I would love to get him in studio. 
Okay. No. If we can make that happen, no. I have no That'd problem. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. We'll put the cutlery no. that way. We'll be no. fine. No, OJ. Just we'll get OJ we have a celebrity bro- boxing match? Ooh. Chris and OJ. Chris versus OJ. <laughs> celebrity I'm, boxing. We're probably about the same weight right now. It'd be like, it'd be uh, Curl Milk versus OJ. <laughs> Curl Milk? Because <laughs> he's wide and he's get OJ. It. Oh, that's get good. It. Get it. <laughs> Cottage Cheese versus OJ. AE, Texian, I do not have a fair or foul submission, but I am glad you changed the prize. The winner would have had to take Travis to a microbrewery so he could get a porter down his throat. Oh, wait a minute. That's a beer. Ah, get that out of here. That is unacceptable. Get it out of here. We do need to do a lunch with Travis uh, prize one day. <laughs> do we really? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll pr- make, but Gaines. That'll we got to do my do- voting, too. We got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even I listen will, to the, I will only yeah. listen to the name. Who's going to make a more strange experience with Travis? <laughs> but Gaines, we have to pick, like, there has to be, I don't want to pick on the hill. Uh, maybe somewhere in Illinois because we forget Where they that have it to exists. Go to lunch? Yes, we have to pick a place with like decorations and that hasn't been changed since like 1973, and it's and it used to be like a love spot, like a date spot, you know. <laughs> Why do we have to do that though? For Travis, can't he get a good sandwich? Oh yeah, at least at least he has good food. Don't infuse your own wants and needs into this. (laughs) I'm thinking from an entertainment standpoint. (laughs) I I would kill it. I I would kill for a sandwich right now. I'm about to say gays at an adjacent booth, just like Travis, sneak me some food. Yeah, (laughs) Kit says. Kangles, I will double down hard for lunch with Travis Price. We will look into that, and I think by Thursday I can make that happen. I like that. Travis, you ain't got anything going on. <laughs> uh, tell you what, Travis, what's your little segment called? <laughs> it's the segment that is an award-winning Wally called Fair. Is his mic foul. messed up? Like, what's happening? There's distortion. Like Peyton, hit the music. Sounds like Golden Girls. I like B. <laughs> Chris, done? What is today's submission for Fair or Foul? Well, we give it to the people. They email in at St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com. Today's prize a Memphis NBA basketball team prize pack. The topic are Mizzou fans taking a little overboard on the excitement. <laughs> And KFB does have a suggestion for lunch with Travis. The Charcoal House in Rock Hill would be perfect. I don't know what that is, but (laughs) I'm taking KFB's word for it. As a Mizzou alum and longtime athletic supporter, I say it is fair for Tigers fans to be excited about the upcoming basketball season. Okay, Trav, you like that? Oh, there we go. That's not bad. But it's even fairer for the alumni and fans of schools such as South Dakota State. Mount St. Mary's or Vaderot to be excited about the prospect <laughs> of being the first number 16 seed to knock off a number one when we do our traditional first round El Foldo in the big dance. Wish I would have read that one last. That's, That's from the great Yale Hollander, who is now participating in Target Practice Live <laughs> June 3rd. <laughs> Yale Hollander with a strong, strong <laughs> submission. Next up. Fair if Giamatti can get excited about old CYC video of himself. <laughs> then the depressed Mizzou fan base have every right to be excited. Let them have it because after all, they are all one and done. Mizzou will suck again <laughs> from DTL. Wow, that was good. Uh, keeping it moving along. Foul. Oh, a 
controversial stance. Here we go. People could not overreact to the original Dream Team, and Mizzou fans aren't overreacting to their NCAA Dream Team. People all across Missouri should start building shrines now. I personally have already started planning a parade down once I-70 from STL to Columbia for when they win the NCAA championship. People like Gaines are the ones that need to adjust their attitude. <laughs> Either get on board with M-I-Z-Z-O-U dominance or pick up your complimentary mobile home and move to Kansas. Yeah, show them. This applies for this year only. Next year we might suck it. Kankles. <laughs> Kankles knows this so well. I hate that people actually can relate. <laughs> That's very good. Uh... I'm saying this as an Illini fan. Foul. Ooh. Big surprise there. Shocker. I don't think Mizzou fans are overreacting. Let's take a look at the recent history at Mizzou. <laughs> Racial discrimination, poop swastikas, basketball team on probation, spraying acid in dogs' eyes, and then killing them as part of a study, in huh. quotes. A an extreme breakout of sexual assault. A basketball player gets a restraining order against uh, one of his teammates, and oh. freshman enrollment is down 45%. Yeah, I'd say getting a couple basketball players is a great reason to celebrate <laughs> this storied university. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Loop. <laughs> KFB. KFB. Foul. Again for poor wording. <laughs> I, ask, I ask out loud. Does this work? Is this okay? You have to ask a clear yes or no question. Mizzou fans are overreacting. Fair or foul. Okay, that was good. That was good ordering. It's fair or foul for Mizzou fans to overreact? Question mark. Those both would have been acceptable. <laughs> Travis, did they not? Well, he's. You know, I like this. He messed this up. I, I don't think it was on purpose either, so pooey on you. Travis, did they not reach grammar and sentence structure? Dang it, that works. At, and sentence structure at the University of Missouri. Come on now. That's from Brawler. I didn't pass that course. Uh, great fair or foul submissions today. The winner of the Memphis Grizzlies prize pack will be decided, and we'll, uh, we'll go to Travis Terrell first. Man, uh... Solid work. I'm going to go with DTL. Okay. <clears throat> Michael Gaines, you're I'm going you're Yale. Winner. Ooh. KFB was good, too, but I'm going DTL. I'm going to break the tie and go to DTL oh. as your winner. Oh. A fair foul. The Memphis Business Prize back is yours. St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com. Email us. Congratulations. Yale, great. Everybody, great submissions today. Uh, we will have both the second and third hour up in just a moment. Thank you for being patient. Had a bit of a logger issue. That's completely my fault. And uh, we'll get that up here shortly for your download pleasure. Beautiful recaps written by one Michael Gaines today Ooh. of private school. Uh, <laughs> lore. Lore. Yes, thank you. See, I'm not even smart enough to bring that up. Lore on AL Sports uh, Talk. And guys, you know what? We've got Brian Stahl up next. Stully. Brian Stahl. Stully's in the house. I just saw Stall. He's lurking around. He's get out of my studio. He's drinking a Capri Sun. He's uh, having a bowl of fruity pebbles. He's ready to party. Mm. Brian Stall bringing it to you. He's uh, he's right after us. And I, I sometimes forget to mention that. And I'd like to mention that eight to ten times today. There you go. Hey, come to uh, off Broadway, June third. Off Broadwaystl.com for tickets. Thanks to Yale Hollander for jumping on. Uh, short notice for that. Thank you guys so much today for Michael Gaines, Travis Terrell, Peyton Behind the Glass, and everybody else involved. Appreciate you listening. We will be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. If you miss us in the meantime, check out the podcast, weareliveradio.com. You can find it there. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere else. 
Great show today, Chris. blood on the opposing team as they come into the arena. PETA does it. Hey everybody, this is friend of the show, Rafe Williams. Thanks for listening to St. Louis Live. For past content, events, and uncensored We Are Live podcasts, check out wearelive.radio.com. It's good for you.